0: The uh-huh living writers on wcbn fm ann arbor i'm t hetzel and um and we just were we were just hearing a great song by soup john stevens We've got some michigan michigan going on because today in the studio i'm so lucky um, to have joining me here four um wonderful michigan poets uh lizzie hutton josie Kearns, thomas lynch and keith taylor um welcome welcome everyone nice to be with you thank you thank you, well, thank you for inviting us it's exciting I I feel like we're, we could also do the sports report <laughs> um, because this is yeah. like, usually, or we could do the, the local music show. If we, we had our any of us
1: knew and, anything about sports or music, <laughs> right. we could do that. Yeah. No. Uh,
0: it's poets, don't we know? We I only just, know what my <laughs> husband tells me. <laughs> um, so, and before mm. us, the the occasion of our gathering is tonight at Literati mm. at 7 p.m. Um, there'll be a, a party for this wonderful book that we have on the table um, with uh, out f- this October from New Issues. Uh, poetry and Prose Press um, called Poetry in Michigan, Michigan in Poetry. Um, a really, really beautiful uh, book, and, and mine still smells super new and lovely, so <laughs> it's always exciting, <laughs> isn't it? To have I can a
2: smell <laughs> it from here.
0: <laughs> I know, you thought it was my perfume. Right. <laughs> no, it's the book. Ink. <laughs> it's the ink, exactly. <laughs> um, so before going any further, what I'll do is I'd like to um, introduce everybody with... Um, Let's see, by reading their bios from the back of the book. Um, and let's see, Josie, no, Lizzie, you're first. Okay, Here. It might be. As we do the, where are we? Okay, now we need some more songs. <laughs> where are you? I should have.
3: At the end of the H's.
2: (laughs) That's right. (laughs) I'm at the end of the L's. Because it's the U,
0: right. Yeah. Maybe each of you could find yours and point to it while I awkwardly (laughs) read Lizzie's now. Okay. Lizzie Hutton's first book of poems is She'd Waited Millennia. Hutton has received the Wabash Prize, a Meter Award, and a Hopwood Award. Her essays and poems have appeared in the Yale Review, New England Review, and Antioch Review, among other journals. She is currently pursuing her Ph.D. at the University of Michigan. Then we go to Josie Kearns, was born and raised in Flint. She's the author of New Numbers and The Theory of Everything, as well as two chapbooks and a nonfiction book about laid-off autoworkers in new careers, Life After the Line. The former director of the Young Writers Academy and the Visiting Writers Series in Flint, she teaches writing and literature full-time at the University of Michigan.
4: Well, I just retired.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and... Hot off the press, <laughs> newly retired.
4: Congratulations. <laughs> Thanks.
0: This is gonna, We can just have a, a, a festive party here for so many things. Mm-hmm. Michigan poetry, retirement. Okay. Mm-hmm. Thomas Lynch is the author of five collections of poems, a book of short fictions, and three collections of essays, including The Undertaking, which won the American Book Award the heartland prize and was a finalist for the national book award he has taught at wayne state university's mortuary school university of michigan's graduate program in creative writing and the candler school of theology at emory university since 1974 he has been the funeral funeral director in milford michigan
1: last page and finally (laughs) top
0: friend of the show Keith Taylor. <laughs> I should actually say everyone here is a friend of the show. Yeah, dear friends dear friend. Friends of the show. <laughs> Keith Taylor coordinates the undergraduate creative writing program at the University of Michigan, directs the Bear River Writers Conference, and is the poetry editor for Michigan Quarterly Review. He has published 14 volumes of poetry, short fiction, translations, and edited volumes, including most recently The Ancient Muralet. Muralet. Good. If the world becomes so bright, and the anthology Ghostwriters, co-edited with Laura Kasishki, who will also be reading tonight at Literati. Oh, no, no, she no, can't come. A complex, yeah. Sorry, folks. <laughs> Laura will not be there. <laughs> yeah. She is not here either. Linda Gregerson, however, will be reading yes. at Literati yeah. tonight. Mm-hmm. Yep. As will Alison Swan and David Cope. Yes. Right? and yeah. on the end. Okay. And just a quick word. And um, we're going to have a quick
1: appearance from one of the co-editors, Jack Riddle. Jack yeah. Riddle. will be there right, for right. a while,
0: too. And the other co-editor, William Olson, who's the editor of uh, New Issues, right. Poetry and yeah. Prose. Uh, he, he, out won't there be, in, he won't be there. He won't be there. He won't be there, then. Yeah. Yeah. he won't be there. But swing by and see Jack Riddle. So, yeah. So change your night plans. <laughs> if you didn't already know you were going to Literati, you are. It's 7 p.m. Um, go celebrate poems in Michigan. Um all right. So, Josie, you're yes. you're um, you're the point person for this event in <laughs> Literati, aren't you?
4: Yeah, it better uh, all work.
0: I <laughs> <laughs> ah, will. Lovely people. Lovely, yeah, that's true. Yeah, friends of the
4: show. <clears throat> that and, is true. And
0: so what, what will um, folks have to look forward to tonight when they head in? Copies of the book, definitely, definitely available for sale. Um,
4: people can sign. And also, it's a sampling reading, which is really fun because people read just a little bit, and you get this idea of the breadth of everything. Um, Artistry and expertise and precision in Michigan which is going to be good because there's a lot of different styles
0: wonderful and what will you be reading tonight Josie Are you still planning or it's I'm a still secret I'm still planning
4: okay.
0: well what will you read for us here
4: but I think I'm going to read a poem from the book um uh, here and it has a strange life because um, it was rejected by Michigan Quarterly Review, but in a very friendly Ooh, way. I'm, sorry. I'm not, sorry. Not from not from Keith, um, from Larry Goldstein, who is a wonderful man. But in a very friendly way. Yes, and he also gave me some advice about it, and that, so I fixed it and I I thought and I uh, sent it to Iowa Review and it got taken published and then three pages over was uh, Larry Goldstein's poem, so I thought it was really pretty funny. And when he came to my class, he talked about it and we laughed about it. It was kind of cool. So, <laughs> so what
0: you're saying is there's a really kind of wonderful. Co- community Mm -hmm. that happens in michigan poetry that's true
4: yeah very helpful i think so i don't know if that's like that in other states but it is here i think that's that's pretty cool
0: and and what Mm. what poem did you um have picked for this collection Josie? um
4: so this is um well they picked it (laughs) um oddly enough they picked the same poem so i thought that was good Mm -hmm. it's called cold blue
0: the very same yeah oh wonderful so Larry's probably out there listening, saying, <laughs> no.
4: <laughs> no, he laughed. He laughed. He was like, he, he thought, and actually he helped so much. Yeah, cause, that's you know, it. That's yeah. what he did. And I, I relined it and I went, oh, God, he's right. Look, it's right there. Oh, why was that in there? And that was kind of cool. And so, uh,
0: and how often do you actually get real feedback <sighs> from editors when you're sending yeah, in? Yeah, it's Some, very rare. Like a small uh, slip of paper yeah. or, or nothing. Yeah, sometimes. I
4: just got something from... Uh, from an editor, and, uh, and and it was nice. It was like, oh, it's you know, communication, yay. <laughs> so that part's good. And once in a while, you know, you get, um, you get an acceptance, so that's good, too.
0: Let's hear the poem, James.
4: Thanks. Uh, Cold Blue. It was that winter my sister and I made the igloo you could die in if snowplows worked their teeth just right. The snow hadn't been stained yet with the exhaust of cars, like how the moon hadn't been walked on yet. No icicle flag pinning it like a collector's bug. I fluffed down in so, drifts so deep I couldn't breathe. The snow had a too-white color leached out. The blue of detergent, or that new popsicle coveted by grade schoolers in 1962, as cool. Something unprovable as blue-veined flesh caught in Yukon frostbite, bluegills under icy stream... We had heard but doubted that toes break off like ice cubes in frosted metal trays, that fish eyes harden to coal. I didn't understand, then, the words uncertain, sure. I thought maybe this was what blue with cold meant, some backwards photosynthesis or the science of ghosts. But this was before cancer melted his lungs like blue snow cones on a heating register, before an embroidered tree graced the inside of her casket. Colder than the gown of Pinocchio's blue fairy. So I kept quiet one whole winter and the next, not knowing how certain it was that cold blue had come into my life. That's a down poem. Example. Yeah. <laughs> <That's poem>. Lovely. <laughs> yeah, thanks. And somehow
0: Pinocchio oh. is in there, too.
4: Yeah, that was before um, uh, artificial intelligence. You know, was there, and they had the blue fairy thing, and I after I thought, oh crap, <laughs> Steven Spielberg, but anyway, <laughs> so I thought hmm, maybe I should take that out, but it was already published, so it was too late. <laughs> Yeah.
0: No, it's it's not a I feel like you're also um helping us to prepare for winter.
4: <laughs> yeah, well Michigan and where I had some LA students once that said to me, How come all the writers in Michigan how come everybody in the Midwest writes about the weather? What is it with the weather? <laughs> and it's it? like That's well a the great weather. Question. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about that. Because what well, is it about the weather? The weather's, weather's a character. Yeah. I mean yeah. it's another character, you know. It's like they say New York City's a character, but you know, in the Midwest the weather's a character. It's kinda true.
0: Do you find I, it? Is I, the weather oh, I busting have, there in? Was, there was a graduate
1: student a few years ago who came to me and, and said, "Keith, you know my, my senior professors are all criticizing me for writing too much about the weather." She was from <laughs> northern Wisconsin. You have and to. I write said, about well, the there's weather. some things to keep in mind. One is. None of them have ever been farmers. And the other one is most of them aren't from the north. So do what they say, get through, and then you can write about the weather all you want. And those <laughs> of us who like to hear about the weather, uh, we'll, we'll we'll read your stuff with appreciation. So,
4: That's true. That's really different.
1: Yep.
0: And sometimes you have to uh, just write about what's um, right, right there with you. Mm-hmm. Right, Tom? is
3: that, Yeah, um, you don't want to stray too far because... That would make it work. So yes, whatever. <laughs> whatever's available. Whatever's to hand, you know. Start with what's right in front of you, and then work out the door. Mm-hmm.
0: So, so anti-work. Tom Lynch is here. Because <laughs> you make magic of so many things, but things that other people see as work, you you are thinking is like.
3: You I think when I look that. at this book, I'll mm-hmm. tell you, T. And thank you for having us in. This is so. Absolutely, it's you, nice yeah. to have a table full of poets, so just yeah. fine <laughs> Blathering onwards, and it wouldn't happen but for your invitation, so thanks. Sure. But I th- look at this book mm-hmm. that Bill Olson and mm-hmm. Jack Riddle have put together, and I think of our friend Herb Scott. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. really? May his memory be still. eternal. And he started New Issues Press years ago. Yep. And um, I can remember two women in Milford, uh, Audrey Kowalski and Melissa Weisberg, who started a little bookstore in the mid-1990s, which was either as my father used to say, they must be either crazy or crazy in love, you know but uh, um, and we had a couple of the early writers down from new issues to do a reading, mm. so they could act like real poets coming out of town into a new zip code to, <laughs> to read. And I remember the pride that herb Scott took in that event and the physical being of that book. And when I look at this gorgeous book, mm. I mean, this this is leagues. And when I look at Lizzie's uh, book, uh, the, the progress that's been made with new issues, which was a labor of love started yeah. by a, a poet friend years ago out in Kalamazoo mm-hmm. because he thought he owed it to the art mm-hmm. that he had practiced all his life. So, uh,
4: mm, that's true. So here's to
3: here's to Herb, Herb's, yeah. yeah.
4: Herb is my first publication. Yeah, newish or new numbers? So. Mm-hmm.
5: Oh, it was it was
4: yeah. called new newish. numbers. Yeah, my my uh, first book was through herb and oh, I yes. actually didn't oh, even yes. open yes. like I'd sent stuff to him and I got an envelope back and I it was thin, so I thought it was a rejection. I didn't yeah. open yeah. it for like a week. <laughs> <Did> <laughs> and, <laughs> I'm really busy right now, but yes, and I'll talk to you later. It was <laughs> really what it said, so I was like, okay, great. <laughs>
0: next time you should. Did you ever tell him that? Oh yeah, we laughed time he'll about put it. Like a little origami, <laughs> right? You no, know, he said they. You know, they should, people should open their hat mail. Hat. Is what he
4: said. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> and I was like, yes, I, you're right. You're right. Herb. Yes, and yeah. he was
0: right about so many things. Oh, and I yes, know. and
4: he would be so so proud. He'd be happy to about see that. This And he has a poem in there too. Yeah,
1: yeah. Nice nice thing about this, but there are several of the of our our great dead in here. Not it doesn't go back too far, but uh, um, they wanted to get John Woods in, who was a central figure over at Western Michigan University until the 1990s. Um, And then, interestingly enough, the poet who begins it is a brilliant young poet, uh, Tom Andrews, who very sadly died when he was 40. Mm. Um, And that poem of Tom's that begins the book at Burt Lake, I, I think that poem will sort of live, and that will be... Part of it. And you're giving me this poem as if you yeah, want me you should, to read it. You should read okay. it. Okay. Yeah. It's, a, it's a wonderful poem. Um, there's lots of things to say about this poem, but the reader kind of has to, or the listener has to kind of enter it um, on their own and go wherever it would, would mm-hmm. go. And this is, this is At Burt Lake by Tom Andrews. To disappear into the right words and to be their meanings. October dusk, pink scraps of clouds, a plum colored sky. The sycamore tree spills a few leaves, the cold focuses like a lens. Now night falls, its hair caught in the lake's eye. Such clarity of things. Already I've said too much. Lord, language must happen to you the way this black pane of water, chipped and blistered with stars, happens to me. Thank um, you, Keith. Wonder, And it was just the, the, that he died when he died. It was just a tragic loss for all of us.
0: And, and that, that was Tom Andrews at Burt yeah. Lake. We'll, we'll take a short break. You're listening to Living Writers. Today on the program, we've got the book from New Issues Press, Poetry in Michigan, Michigan in Poetry, with Lizzie Hutton, Josie Kearns, Thomas Lynch, and Keith Taylor, um, and also me, T. Hutzel, Stephanie Douglas, Behind the Glass Engineering. We'll be right back. If you're just tuning in, glad you did. I'm T. Hetzel. You've got living writers today on the program. Um, we're having a we're having a party, and soon we'll be dancing in the street on the way to Literate uh, on Washington and Fourth for this book release party, um, poetry in Michigan, Michigan and poetry. Um, today at the table we have Lizzie Hutton, uh, Thomas Lynch, and Keith Taylor, um, uh, and behind the glass we have stephanie douglas also the liz wasson science writer and um jasmine uh, lover of michigan poetry Cumsily. is that fair to say jasmine okay and, and, and they
1: have phds <laughs>
0: <laughs> and the rest of us have poems <laughs> other another p word yeah. <laughs> well so we've talked about the weather what You know, we've been dancing in the streets. (laughs) Mm. Um, Maybe let's talk a little bit about Detroit, or like, because we've got nature, weather. um, We've got Detroit in this book as well. Um,
1: Yeah, which is one of the lovely things about this anthology. I mean, there have been anthologies in Michigan before, and some. And I always felt that Detroit wasn't represented well enough. Um, And some people in Detroit might still feel that way about this book. But but you know, there are there are. Several good writers from Detroit. There are good poems about the city, um, and that's one of the things that I like about this book. That 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 uh, there's not just uh, deer, either living or dead, um, and there's not just snow, um, but the cities. The <laughs> cities are represented.
0: Right, right, and it's that's the one thing with anthologies. It's hard because I mean, if we, and maybe this can be seen as like a first of many, but like because there's so many poems. But this is it's such a lovely book, and it gives us a sense of the state, and then maybe inspires people to make their own poem
3: can we say something uh, to t about the um the uh, artwork in mm-hmm. the book yeah. it's just yes. um Tom, would you astonishing like well i you know i'm um uh, not proud to say that i don't know many of these artists but but their their work um placed next to um language arts to me is just um marvelous and i and i also want to thank um pat young who's one of the great photographers of art in well in the country who um somehow jack and bill must have talked him into doing all the the reproduction of these artworks because they it comes off so beautifully it looks so uh, finished and professional and meant to be together so
0: because some are poems some are paintings exactly some are, yeah uh, the, the water yeah. Paintings,
3: yeah there are photographs oilers. there are yeah, there's a little bit of everything.
1: And the nice sense of community within the state. So there's Tom up in Milford. There's these guys putting this book together over Kalamazoo. Pat Young lives here. And interestingly enough, not incidentally, he's Tom's brother-in-law. Well, not so. incidentally.
0: <laughs> well, then we must give a shout-out. Absolutely. And he's well, fabulous. He does mind fabulous you,
3: work. He's traveled yeah. all over the world photographing art for the university, right? right. which has the largest We're, collection of art on slides in the, yeah. in the world, so oh we do yeah we do yeah go blue blue. (laughs) yet another
0: go blue yeah who
2: knew
0: that so um were did any of you were you surprised like with um your own poems that are in the book with um were you matched up with particular pieces of art and how did that how did that work for you
1: I don't know, Lizzie. Are you? I didn't.
5: I was. My poem is on two pages. That's not actually. Yeah, it's a longer poem, and so it's not matched with art per se. But I just. Lizzie, let me give you. The book is so beautiful that it's just an honor to be sort of included in the, in the object of the book as a whole. Mm -hmm. um, I think. Isn't it shocking to
3: find yourself in there? Yeah. By the time they finally get, I didn't remember the. uh, I didn't remember them soliciting any poems or anything like that (laughs) and uh but there it was was. how very nice and i'm in the exact same situation you are lizzie i have a two-page poem yeah but on the page nearest mine there's this gorgeous yes yeah and you see the sort of architectural drawings in there right and that and this nice archway i think it had the yep uh is it is it katie this is when
0: we definitely need like a visual a visual aid so one of you if you're getting near your poems let's hear another one of the poems from the book
1: lizzie we've just been talking so much you want you give it up okay i'll read tell us about the poem
5: um so this poem that that's in the book um is called rose gold and and poppies um i don't I don't know what to say, but I've always had a hard time reading it, actually. It's, to me, it feels very much on the page um, and meant to be read off of a page. So reading it out loud has always been tricky for me. Um, but I, I love the way it looks on the page in this book because it's, it's a long poem and it spreads out on the page nicely. So I'm very proud of how it appears. Would you rather I'd read one of the poems from your book? Well, I'd be ha- no, I'd, I'd be happy to read either. it's a wonderful it, poem. to read it's that one. one I've got to okay, okay, I'll read this one. Um, <laughs> You've been
0: overruled.
5: I have by, been. Yeah.
3: <laughs> um, the old farts. <laughs> it's, not about, it's not about
5: weather, per se, mm-hmm. which was interesting. Keith and I were at a reading in Lansing two weeks ago, and a lot of the poems mm-hmm. in the book that people read were about weather, mm-hmm. and a lot of the preamble to the poems were about weather. Um, so this poem is not about weather, but it is about um, it is about being in nature and sort of being a domesticated creature in nature, um, which I think is something that I had, did not think about at all in my upbringing in Brooklyn, New York, and moving to Michigan 15 years ago, it became something much more on my mind. Mm. So so Michigan changed you. Oh, definitely. And I think this poem is a reflection of that. Um, and actually, it's The first line of it, which is at 28, um, is the year I moved to Michigan. I'm just now realizing this, actually. So this is is actually a poem very much about that moment of coming here and then realizing how it's changed me since. Rose Gold and Poppies. At 28, I saw that my flat-flowered ring had cracked. At 35, spring's slaughterhouse... The old stone house, its wild, kept food. They told me it was name, It was made of rose gold. How I liked the name. Furred poppy stems and jagged leaves persisting from the whitewashed cracks. That rose, more real to me than just plain gold. Although the jewelers told me weeds, they nodded in their place, their open-faced red heads that mine was of a type once common inexpensive my boy glued there to see the baby pigs released swell down the hill to forage on their short blunt freckled legs for fallen nuts a cigar ring they called it made of giant sheets of heated gold even so the sloping pebbled road was beautiful at night The wallpaper designs were rolled on in repeating frames. I couldn't tell, though, if their squeals were greedy grunts or pained. Then machine-sliced and cut to size, formed into rings and put to harden, even wondered if it was themselves they ever ate. Like cannoli shells on slender tubes, my finger-shaped. Oh, stacks of small mid-whistle mouths, lustrous with emotion. Yet, despite the gold's patrician name, it didn't matter to my boy. He held the chain link, mesmerized by the pigs' crowded pink and brown coming and going. The ring's flowers were conventional, 4 petaled but for some shut buds. Their tips pointed like tears. Now I no longer wear it, but I loved it once, I love the melancholy blush and hairline crack instead of brass. The road was beautiful at night, sloped, pebbled, rimmed with poppies, wild, and now I knew the way I ought to call it, though I had a boy, and in the daylight also, truth be told, a boy who loved the world the more for ignorance of all its names." Beautiful. Mm. Thank you
3: nicely
1: done. Thank you. That line about about cannolis I knew this poem Lizzie but it just hit me this time. (laughs) Oh stacks of small mid-whistle mouths lustrous with emotion.
5: Those are cannolis! (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. I love cannolis. That's from Brooklyn. The cannolis are from Brooklyn. I don't know if they make cannolis in Michigan. uh, No they they must. must,
1: But the first I ever had was in Little Italy. Right? Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's wonderful. So that was this transition. That was moment. a transition moment. <laughs> yeah.
5: Canolis, yeah.
0: <laughs> oh. And and so fellows over here, when it, how how would you say you were like how are you changed or imprinted by Michigan? Is it even possible to say? you're
5: natives, yeah. <laughs>
3: yeah. Well, I, I, I think I might be the only one from you are, Yeah, you're the born only here. native. Or, native or, yeah. I've never strayed far from here and um well, My type of work is not the kind of one where i will be climbing the ladder, more or less, <laughs> except down, perhaps. And uh, But um, the talk about community, and really this sort of afternoon chat with you and colleagues uh, in poetry, is, to me replicates a kind of thing that for years we've been doing in Milford. Uh, every morning we meet for coffee. When I say we, I'm talking about a couple dozen, what we now refer to as old farts who who are who wake up too early and um, their um, spouses don't get up and make them breakfast anymore because uh, they're not working most of them so they get up and they get in the car and they come to coffee at the Coney Island and we sit around talking about we used to talk about really important things like the school millage vote mm-hmm. and do you know who was run, running for the uh, uh, the township board and the wastewater treatment plant. Now it's mostly sleep apnea and <laughs> prostate exams and stuff like that. It's, I mean, it's really a conversation. But the, community, the sense of yeah. sort of we're all in this together is one that I think poets share. You don't have to go. You can be anywhere. And Keith's going to New Zealand um, next week, I think, in you know, two weeks maybe. Yep, yep. And, uh, oh, but, lucky ducky. Yeah, yeah, but how lucky for them. Yes. Because, um, because he has a calling card that will put him in touch with uh, that nation's uh, poets like this state's poets who live in community because they are otherwise they work alone they work entirely alone so for me the uh, the morning office of going to have coffee with the guys uh, is what is sort of replicated in this poem that I don't remember them taking it but they took it because there it is in in the book and I thought Mm -hmm. well that's as good as any because that's how Michigan has done me. It's made me feel at home mm-hmm. always, even though we all disagree on just about everything, you know, all these guys that we have coffee with, but um, we still get along. I could call any one of them for help, and yeah. they'd come on yeah. the run, you know
0: right so um, and, and it changes it, doesn't it, writing? Um, well, it doesn't change it, but it's it's made something to well how let me ask you, how did it change it to put it into a poem, what you feel? About well, I, you know,
3: I call people by names, and I think of um, the opening of this poem refers to um, this old friend of mine, Bert, who was a Navy machinist, you know, and um, who would have known that he would have gotten mesothelioma right. uh, and died um, died uh, too no, suddenly, sorry, you know.
2: Yeah, I'm sorry.
3: That's no, no, it's just, you know, but when I look at his name now, I'm sort of glad to have him in it. You know, yeah, I'm, absolutely. I'm glad to have him alive. Yeah. Right. And Murray carving this model truck. Murray... Is suffering through, you know, age and infirmity and confusions. You got got to read this poem. Yeah, why
2: don't don't,
0: we'll take a short break? break. Yeah, take a break. When we come back, that's what we're going to start with. Yeah. So you're listening, everyone out there in radio land, to living writers. And do we have writers in the house?
2: (laughs) (laughs) It speaks the (laughs) alternative.
0: We're going to take a short break, and we'll be right back. mm mm-hmm. writers, I'm T. Hetzel. Um, today on the program, Lizzie Hutton is here, Tom Lynch, Keith Taylor, um, and we're, we're looking at a beautiful book, Poetry in Michigan, Michigan in Poetry, um, out with New Issues Press. Uh, tonight at 7 o'clock at Literati, you can go and see these folks reading poems and, um, and other Michigan poets reading poems and celebrate uh, this book, being out in the world and and a great at a great bookshop celebrate community at this this community bookshop that we're so lucky to have in town too. Um, before the break, um, Tom, you were talking about this poem.
3: I was talking about old Bert. What you have to re- just this, this is the last thing. But Bert had that. I can't do anything with my hands of of any worth. But Bert could fix everything. He he had an engineer's aptitudes, and so he was always making these pantomimes with his hands in which he was actually fixing mm. something that was mm-hmm. home in the garage mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and to watch him do that whilst giving out the narrative of how he was going to do it was for me the sort of the the commingling of the visual and mm-hmm. the uh, and the language art so anyway this is like called, the book itself exactly you have it exactly
2: <laughs> isn't it nice hanging around with poets <laughs> <laughs> like so
3: this is called euclid mm. What sort of morning was Euclid having when he first considered parallel lines or that business about how things equal to the same thing are equal to each other? Who's to know what a day has in it? This morning, Bert took it into his mind to make a longbow out of Osage Orange and went on eBay to find the cow horns from which to fashion the tips of the thing. "'You better have something to pass the time,' he says." "'stirring his coffee, smiling. "'And Murray is carving a model truck "'from a block of walnut he found downstairs. "'Whittling away, he thinks of the years "'he drove between Detroit and Buffalo, "'delivering parts for General Motors. "'Might he have nursed theorems on lines and dots, "'or the properties of triangles, "'or the congruence of adjacent angles?' or clearing customs at Niagara Falls arrived at some insight on wholes and parts, or an axiom involving radii and the making of circles. How distance from a center point can be both increased endlessly and endlessly split. A mystery whereby the local and the global share the same vexations and geometry. Possibly this is where God comes into it, who breathed the common notion of coincidence into the brain of that Alexandrian over breakfast twenty-three centuries back, who glimpsed for a moment that morning the sense it all made, life, killing time, the elements, the dots and lines and angles of connection, an egg's shell opened with a spoon, the sun's connivance with the moon's decline, Sophia, the maidservant, pouring juice. Everything, everything coincides. The arc of memory. Her fine parabolas. The bend of a bow. The curve of the earth. The turn in the road.
5: Beautiful. Thanks. Thanks, nice.
1: Tom. From taking Bert and going way back into into time there. Mm-hmm. To the maidservant pouring juice. That's cool. Who's also the... Waitress in the restaurant. Yeah. yeah, yeah,
3: yeah, and that's where this art <clears> of <throat> fine parabola right. really makes <laughs> <is> exactly, <that's laughs>
1: an, and that, that had to be intentional. I'm somebody, sure it was. Somebody yeah. made that choice. Yeah, yeah. Um, the woman who did all the work for this book, is her first name is Kim, and Kim I forget Colby. Kim, Kim Colby. Kim Colby. Yeah. yeah, she must have been the one who made. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, she's great.
0: And and thanks to Kim for sending the book. Yeah, um,
2: yeah. <laughs> and all her good work on mm-hmm. it. Um, good.
0: And and so, so. Michigan you feel like are like they're just the influences of Michigan for Keith Keith how about for you because you've You you spent a lot of time here, but you've also you've traveled Yeah, I, you know, you,
1: I mean, I've, I've, I've lived here almost 40 years now um, And let you
3: said Michigan poetry would not be Michigan poetry without Keith Taylor oh, thanks, Tom. That's that's the fact of the matter so
1: the state has been very good to me and and um, you know, there's no particular reason why the state had to be good to me. Um, and, you know, this university's been good to me, and there's no particular reason why they had to be. I, in many ways, I don't have the credentials to even get in the front door. But, uh, but, but um, you're
0: Keith Taylor Darnett.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, T. <to>, yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, it's... Uh, um, it's been good to me, and, and, and I find that you know, I'm endlessly fascinated by the place. I'm a northern person. I'm a Canadian, actually. So um, I, uh, the weather seems right to me. Um, I like the fact that we go from uh, um, a, a big city that has suffered the worst of post-industrial decline and seems to be maybe for the first time emerging through that, and then a very, very short drive north, and you're on the cusp of the subarctic forest. I don't think there's any other place in the world that has has these kinds of really stark contrasts. And, and um, do you spend you know,
0: time at, you, and direct the Bear River... Um,
1: Writers' Conference, right. And, that, and that's just a weekend. And then for several years, I've I've, I've taught at the biological University's biological station, um, which is a research station just below the bridge. Uh, U of M owns 10,000 acres there, and they've been studying that forest for, you know, over a decade, mm-hmm. including those two PhDs in the other room and that's
0: oh. a shout out to the <laughs> Liz Liz
1: Wasson and Jasmine and Crumsley and they Jasmine. both studied up there and both did their research up there at least I know Jasmine did
0: so
1: did the Liz oh okay yes.
0: And, and so but so spending time in this particular place so you're so you're in the south um eastern part of michigan i and am you also have this time that comes every annual like every annually year, yes you yeah you spend yeah. time up there yeah
1: so and and you know i enjoy it. tom's got a place close to there i get to hang out with tom and his wonderful place up north um and you know, I'm moved by that landscape. I mean, maybe it's the Canadian thing. Maybe it's, maybe it's But why?
2: Let's, let's Happily,
3: we have this. interesting birds. Otherwise, Keith would have, would have left. I saw my first eagle with this man. Yeah. I wouldn't have known otherwise.
1: You know? They flew right down the road at us. Yeah. It's like, wait, Tom, stop. That's a bald eagle. <laughs> yeah. oh,
0: so, the, so the birds are, are part of it. So often I picture you actually, Keith Taylor, going out in a canoe Finding birds wherever yeah, you are, whether you're yeah, in Austin, Texas, or yeah, that's, um, uh, up, that's, up at, that's
1: um, what I what's what I do. That's why I'm going to New Zealand, to look at the birds. Yeah, no, I, I uh, why do I like to look at birds? I'd like to say that I study them, um, and maybe sometimes I provide one little data point to somebody or other. But uh, but mostly, I think it's that I'm absorbed by what they do.
0: And isn't that a, like you would, uh, being a poet?
1: You know, I could be. I, I don't like to dwell on that, T. But but um, you know, the fact that uh, whatever poems do with words, would like to. I'd like to be able to connect that with birdsong somehow. But it might be a stretch.
0: Well, let's stretch on over and see the poem that you've. you've okay, well, this sung is this page.
1: is a, a shorter poem. Mine all did fit in one on one page, which means I got a lovely painting next to it, which I think might e- might even be the Huron River, although I'm not sure of that. It is the Huron River on the cover of this book, interestingly enough, which makes our our. Our muddy little river looked very mysterious and beautiful. <laughs> that that cover photograph. Oh, uh, this is in the my my poem is indeed about that that lake, uh, Douglas Lake, which is where the University of Michigan's Biological Station is. It's shaped like a fish, and this is a a paddle um, over to in a, in a canoe on a lake in the north on a gray day, listening to birds. It's called Directions to North Fishtail Bay. If you paddle down past the point where the eagles hang out. You're almost there. It's best like this, a hint of fog flittering across the lake before a breeze. No sun, sky gray, but calm, not a ripple or a wave. Just round the next point where the sand drops away fast under luminous, deep green water, and you made it. Go now, it looks like rain. You'll hear a hermit thrush calling, hidden in the pines or in a cedar swamp, where, when you look hard into the dark, you will see a profusion of iris, almost purple and fresh on this day, the very day you've come alone to North Fishtail Bay. There's thunder in the west. Go now. It looks like rain. Mm. Thank you, Keith. My pleasure, T.
3: That edge of bliss that he always gets mm-hmm. to where, where you're just about to see the new thing, the brand new thing. You know, this is right out of Isaiah. Of course, that's, he's wow. the son of the wow.
1: man, you know. Yeah, <laughs> Daddy, Daddy was a preacher, so uh, I, I should write that down. Tom Lynch <laughs> said, uh, this is like Isaiah. <laughs> <laughs> or Edward Hicks, the
3: peaceful kingdom, we go. <laughs> right? <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, this is or John company. Lennon. It's all Whoa, know, the Tom's new <laughs> thing. Going, <man. laughs> well, you know what I'm this saying. The this, new this, thing is This there. is okay.
0: book jacket yeah. stuff. Keith.
3: <laughs> yeah,
1: this is. This is the trouble is, Tom's already blurred about four of my books. So, uh, we <laughs>
3: well, that's the first time I've heard you read that poem. That I know. Oh, is it really? Yeah. yeah.
1: Good. Good. Good.
0: It's beautiful. It's so evocative. Yeah. For a moment, I feel like we're all we're we're all up there with you. On
1: the Good. Well, it's a beautiful place. It's a fabulous place, and the fact that the university owns so much of the lakeshore has has indeed protected the lakeshore, mm-hmm. um, you know, and it's which is great. There's not a lot of inland lakes in the Lower Peninsula that are that protected.
0: So, so does do you think that Michigan poetry has like because you're saying go now, and in a way, it just it's like a call to action. Do you feel like the poems that some of the the poets are writing in Michigan now, like, is it should we. Should, should there be some sort of call to action for the state, like a state that we love and is sometimes, um, I don't know, people come down on Michigan pretty hard.
1: Well, you know, we were, we, we, the state has made the mistake, not just with automobiles, but several times putting all of its economic eggs mm-hmm. in one basket, yeah. which has given us a boom and bust economy that has, that has shaped certain attitudes in the state and, and changed things. And it's, you know, you kind of hope that we grow out of that, although we may not, um, so some of us find all this very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't change the fact that it can get pretty troubling. I don't know. Well,
3: heard. we've got so much. We have so many resources available to us if we, if we steward them properly and, and um, learn about them, educate one another about them. I don't see poetry saving the state economy. However, poets are...
2: <laughs> really? Second only, second
5: only to
3: the weather, what they else? love to write about food. I mean, look that's at Jim right. Harrison. Jim yep, Harrison yep. was a great foodie poet yeah. and uh, remains yeah, yeah. That, that way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's and, got a poem in the book. Yeah. And they tend yes. to congregate in places that have good... I mean, Douglas Lake is notable for, among other things, a Douglas <clears throat> Lake Inn where you can get a really fine piece of whitefish. Uh, yeah, it's a great uh, restaurant. Yeah. yeah, So in Ann Arbor, of course, is, I mean, you could you know, spend a month here and never double up the same order, you know, mm-hmm. in a restaurant here. So Yeah.
0: So more poems about food is what I'm hearing. Well is what we should do. A call
3: let me
1: rethink more. that to you. <laughs> Tom and I'll do the research. Yeah, we'll do the research. <laughs>
0: okay. I yeah. think Lizzie has one about the Earl. I think. You a poem yeah. about the arrow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, let's take a short break and then we'll come back. You're listening to Living Writers today on the program here in the studio. Lizzie Hutton, Tom Lynch, Keith Taylor. Uh, we've got Poetry in Michigan, Michigan and Poetry on the Table with us. We'll be right back. <laughs>
3: Five people come by the house They say nice house Very nice house We can put a little garden in the back Chicken in the coop What the heck And we'll hang up the hammock Side by side Train come by We'll take a ride But we're only going in our heads You know Because the train's
5: really going to Chicago We'll be
3: happy Happy Happy, happy, happy Happy mama Give me that broom out So happy gonna clean my room Now Big ol' storm blows into town It's a bad storm, icy cold storm Rips the living limbs from the living trees Brings the icy trees to their icy knees
2: But I'm not scared I've seen this stuff before soon 85 degrees will be at my door Then we'll jump down the river, float away
3: stark baby naked on a happy day And we'll be happy, happy Happy, 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 happy mama give me that I'm
5: so happy gonna be my room
0: You've got Living Writers. I'm T. Hetzel. Today on the program, Lizzie Hutton is here, Tom Lynch, Keith Taylor. Um, we had Josie Kearns in the studio earlier. Um, everyone's going to be heading over to Literati um, for a 7 o'clock uh, reading and, and celebration of this book, Poetry in Michigan, Michigan in Poetry, out with new issues uh, poetry and prose. Um, thanks again to Kim uh, Coley for sending it. Um, that was a great song. Did you did you pick that one too? That Keith? was Dick Siegel, right? Yeah. So yeah, I think that was, was one yeah. of your yeah, picks, Yeah,
1: Yeah, Dick's buddy. Yeah. Good Ann Arbor. It's, it's you know, it's nice that we had Michigan music for uh, yeah. for this show. I mean I know that was intentional, but nonetheless, it was pretty cool.
0: Thank you. Thanks to you for suggesting it. It's brilliant.
1: I did, didn't oh.
0: I? And and Tom, you were having such a good laugh there for a moment, but we <laughs> we couldn't. I was get thinking
3: in. of CeeLo Green <laughs> on the boys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's he's lovely cuz he sort of emits rhythm but he doesn't move much you know and I kind right. right which reminds me of the best way of dancing for me you know <laughs>
1: did <laughs> so didn't something did just wedding. happen to him something bad oh see let's not go there. oh yeah let's let's
3: let's
0: go back out on the lake mm-hmm. you know? oh
3: okay <laughs> <That's right>. yes <laughs> de-ce, de-ce. okay <laughs> I want to hear another
5: poem from Lizzie. From Let's, new yeah, book. I Absolutely, I want to do. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank the crowd Thank is you. clamoring. <laughs> um, so, I will read a poem called Persephone, um, which is we're all going to read a short poem. So, as long as we each read a poem, I mm-hmm. will read another, um, which is about was inspired by my moving to Michigan and trying to have a garden. Um, and this is from your book. She'd this is from my book. Millennia. She'd waited millennia, Persephone. Every August, he appears as if summoned. Was he summoned? Parting the design like a curtain to show how your roots, like the roots of these blue-petaled ones, can so softly unfix that they keep their green promise intact. How they can withdraw so tracelessly into their what seems like dying. You ask yourself if there's a feminine language for this when, come August, every single flowered thing refuses to be nursed, forth or back. No one answers. See, you're already there and split, thinking, yes, yes, if by loving you mean to engage, what else is there to love in such fierce lushness but removing? And to be honest, that was inspired not only by trying to have a garden but by the um the uh the problem of weeding <laughs> a garden <laughs> and what to do <laughs> yeah. Yeah. with growing things that you yeah. no longer want <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's wonderful yep and it, and it also um at the break, we were talking about how you happen to have two lovely boys. Yes,
5: speaking of weeding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: But they're, yes, they are Michiganders. they are lovely boys. They are they, Michiganders. They are
5: Michiganders. And they're
0: foundational years here. They are, here absolutely. Are.
5: Absolutely, <laughs> which is strange because my husband and I are both East Coasters and very much mm-hmm. define ourselves that way, although we've now both lived here for 15 years and I think would have a hard time moving back to the East Coast um so and then
1: 20 years from now you'll have to deal with these midwestern kids
5: right well what (laughs) but what does that mean i'm not even sure yeah Yeah. but no they they are michiganders and lovely for it so So,
0: they'll be writing some michigan poems yeah one day one day (laughs) we're freshmen somewhere no who knows? Who knows? Well, well, gentlemen, let's let's hear some poems from this side of the table. Tom's got a new poem.
1: Christmas poem.
3: I think it's a couple years old now, but it's not in any book. It's called The Twelve Days of Christmas. Every year I try to do one for the season.
0: But is this a, a living writer's debut? Okay.
3: okay.
5: <laughs> <laughs> if you say so.
3: <laughs> some pilgrims claim the carol is a code for true believers and their catechists, to wit, four collie birds, four gospel texts, eight maids a-milking the Beatitudes, and pipers piping the eleven left once Judas had betrayed the Lamb of God, that partridge in a pear tree, the Holy One and only, whose nativity becomes in just a dozen days the starlit eve of three French hens with their epiphanies, huddled round the family in the manger, tendering their gold and frankincense and myrrh, The whole tune seems to turn on five gold rings, the Pentateuch, those first books of the Torah, in which ten lords a-leaping stand in four, the ten commandments cut in loaves of stone, which Moses broke over his wayward tribesmen. Two turtle doves, two testaments, old and new, six geese a-laying creations, shortened weak, the swimming swans, gifts of the Holy Ghost, whose fruits become withal nine ladies dancing. 12 drummers drumming the Apostles' Creed, a dozen doctrines to profess belief in. Still, others say it's only meant to praise fine feathered birds and characters and rings Our singing nothing more than thanksgiving for litanies of undeserved grace, unnumbered blessings, the lights increasing, our brightly festooned trees bedazzling.
4: (laughs) Thank you, Tom. (coughs) Thank
1: you. The loveliest moment of Christian theology, undeserved (laughs) grace. (laughs) I love that idea. I wish I could believe the rest of the stuff. Undeserved grace is a great thing to think about. Mm.
0: And epiphanies. Mm.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
3: Give us another, Keith.
1: Okay, well, this one, this is a very little poem. And um, once a year, when we do our our Christmas letter, um, we've started doing... My wife's a wonderful graphic designer, so I have a leg up there. We've been doing letterpress poems. Cool. This is our Christmas poem for this year, even though it has nothing to do about Christmas, other than the fact that there's snow in it and, and there's not you know even Michigan's not even in it so um, it's one of those poems where the the first line uh, the, t- the title becomes the first line there has to be a word for that there has to be a literary critical word for yeah, that, isn't know. it yeah. cogent. So, yeah. <laughs> So the the, the title will just flow on into into this little poem. When the girls arrived in Copenhagen and left the station near midnight, snow fell in soft piles on their hats and backpacks. No cars or people passed while they walked down the hushed streets. Through windows without blinds or curtains, they could see Danes bathed in blue television light or quietly reading in uncluttered rooms small novels, perhaps, about two girls long ago walking through snow.
2: Mm -hmm. Thank you. My pleasure.
3: He's
1: so lucky to have
3: these two women Roaming through his life and times, you know. <laughs> and,
1: particularly, this you would know, be your,
0: your wife and daughter. It yes. be my,
1: my wife and daughter, yes, yes. And it's it's wonderful. To, you know, my daughter is uh, at the age now where I can live vicariously through here, through her. I've always written a lot of travelish kind of poems, yeah. and now she's old enough to go out and travel to interesting places I'm not going to get to. And I can steal her experiences from mm-hmm. poems. You, too, will yeah, be there, listening. I will be there
0: someday. <laughs> I already do it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It says the man going to New Zealand. <laughs>
3: right? <laughs> All right. All right, right. You no know <laughs> Back
0: no, from India,
1: a couple of years ago. Yeah. I don't think. Oh,
2: I don't.
0: Yeah. I don't know. She
1: travels more than I do, though. Uh, <laughs> Which is great.
0: So, so the letterpress. Do you guys have one, like Ken Mikulinski, or do, you... we do
1: not? No, no. We, there's a wonderful letterpress artist in town named Jim. Hutton. Uh, Jim Hutton. I think his name is Hutton. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, and we we and and uh, he likes to be nice with my wife because her company sometimes hires him. So <laughs> um, he 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 and, he and Christine work together.
4: Wow,
0: because you yeah, have yeah, a letter, but it's a beautiful yeah. way to see yeah. a home. Yeah, It is, oh. yeah,
1: it is. You it it makes people home. stand in line for our Christmas cards, too. I said, no, we're just yeah, doing 100. Yeah, I can't 100.
2: say I've ever gotten a Christmas <laughs> card. I'll, <laughs> to, I'll, I'll, correct <laughs> I'll correct that. I'll correct that. Okay. <laughs> what do I have to do? Say it on the radio?
1: <laughs> yeah, it worked. It worked. You did. You're good. No. Back T- to T. Hetzel to is on back the Christmas list. Just Michigan. wrote it down. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Well, it's what's what's lovely is I feel like we have here like just so many different relationships with Michigan and and Tom yours is you know what's interesting you were you were born here then mm-hmm. Keith you've like you emigrated here from getting this
2: <laughs> yes sound. I
0: did um, and then Lizzie you mm-hmm. came here for the MFA mm-hmm. program mm-hmm. And which stuck is around and stayed migration. and stayed and now I'm
5: <laughs> getting my PhD exactly. so yeah right. um, yeah exactly fully entrenched
0: and so. Um, with michigan do you feel like um it's hard it's like a hard thing to talk about isn't it like what what it what it means to you when you're i don't know inhabiting it like in this place because i think because place changes you mm-hmm. right as we're, 'cause because i mean it changes everyone but i feel yeah. like poets uh, even more especially mm-hmm. with the antenna or so
1: and we're not, you know, we're not isolated creatures. We, we, we you know, we, we respond to the places we live in, both for, for the stimuli of the natural environment, uh, politics, um, the kind of things we have to do just to get through the day. You know, these these kinds of things shape us and shape our imaginations.
3: And the peninsular aspect. And the, the peninsular fact are close to water, wherever Absolutely. we are in Michigan. Mm-hmm. You know? Absolutely. How th- so how well, does this, that
0: change you, Tony? The sense what? of
3: confluence and everything is tributary, yeah. that everything is flowing into something else so that... The work that we do now, I just feel, is, is of a kind with work that was done before mm. us by other people mm. and mm. people who will follow after us. They'll say, oh, Keith Taylor had this poem that did this, and they'll steal it from him, uh, you know, and More do it in their them. own time, in mm-hmm. their own place. Yeah. And uh, Michigan, I mean, the sense of everything awash in uh, works that way in Michigan, you
1: know. Mm-hmm. But, but you are right, though, T, that there is something about the community. Oh, you're going to... Oh, the, oh the, no, I uh, was just
0: thinking a wash in between. Uh, was yeah. like, that was my um, own... I, was. That's
1: a little, I mean, I have a very good friend who's who's lived for 30 years in Pennsylvania, in eastern Pennsylvania. Um, and he publishes there and things. And he was just back in part of a, a reading here. And he said, you know, I, I spent five years in Michigan, but I still feel much more connection with T. writers in Michigan than I do in Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. And it's partly because, you know, to stretch from Erie to Philadelphia something, you know, something major happens Changes, between yeah. those yeah. things. There, and, of course, between Ann Arbor and Houghton, there are big differences, too, but, but they don't
5: seem to they be... They don't seem as extreme. Uh, exactly. Yeah. don't seem as yeah.
1: divisive.
3: And wasn't it grand uh, that we lost the war of Toledo?
1: Exactly. We had to take the UP. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, that was the good deal. Oh, because that's
0: how we got the UP.
3: Yeah. It is. Yes. We lost Toledo and got the UP. Yes,
1: we lost to Ohio. Yeah, they they And they got a freshwater port. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: Oh, but no, you wouldn't I wouldn't trade the U P for anything.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. The UP might trade us, but uh, That's right. But we're we're hanging on to them. But mm. there
0: is something about it because when I moved here from Seattle I wouldn't have thought that I would be saying yeah. we like we have the U P. Yeah.
1: Yeah. T, all right. Well, Welcome. <laughs> takes a while, takes a couple of decades, but you know, I've been there.
3: <laughs> you settled in well, T. Yeah.
0: But Lizzie, how are you changed by, by Michigan? Is it
5: um that's I I was thinking about that today cuz you and I talked earlier today of a little bit about it but I think um for me coming here from from the east coast which like what we were referring to with Pennsylvania it's it's a very different orientation you have I mean I used to think of Michigan as just um For me, it was like North Dakota. It did. It didn't. It didn't register as anything other than something between New York and San Francisco. Um, But now we know. And now, now I know. Mm -hmm. Um, And I know what a horrible snob and provincial person I was to have thought that. Mm -hmm. So I think. I think there's something um, wonderful about uh, forcing to confront some of those ideas in yourself. And being changed by it. Yeah, and being changed by it.
0: Thank you so much, all of you, for being here Thank you, T. t It was lovely. Let's do this again. Please go. Sure. Sure. We don't need a coffee table book, although (laughs) beautiful, but this... This is the, the occasion for yeah. the gathering today. Poetry in Michigan, Michigan and Poetry, from New Issues Poetry and Press. Today on the program, Josie Kearns had to head over to Literati, um, where we'll all be going at 7 o'clock for the reading. She was here with us. Uh, we've got Lizzie Hutton here, Thomas Lynch, Keith Taylor. Um... Thanks again to Stephanie Douglas, Michigan poet, behind-the-glass engineering for us. Um, The Liz and Jasmine, our studio audience today. I'm T. Hetzel. Thanks for listening out there. Until next time.
3: Two bar, one near, Henny under center, he'll drop back to pass, looks for Edwards in the end zone, jump ball, and it is caught by Braylon Edwards, Braylon Edwards in the back of the end zone, gets the touchdown for the Wolverines, and the comeback is almost
2: complete.
5: Hello out there. You're listening to 88.3 WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. My name is Mike Lewandowski, and this is the Daily Sports Report. I'm joined on the other side of the glass by Andrew
1: Shapiro, Andrew House.